Hello, you're listening to the Secret Keepers Club podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. My name is Carly Aquilino, and I am just so, so happy to have you here. Happy Monday, happy Tuesday, whenever you're listening to this, wherever you are. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, We got a lot of weird, wacky news to chat about, and we got a lot of emails that you guys have sent over to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And if you ever want your question read on the podcast, everything's completely anonymous. You can just send over an email to there, and we love you hearing from you guys. So we're going to get right into the wacky news of the week. Okay. And some of it's a little disturbing. Some of it's weird. Some of it's pretty crazy. And some of it is just a little, a little silly. So first thing I wanted to talk about, which was a huge news story um, since the last time I've spoken to you guys. Oh, wait, before I even do that, I already last week during my Patreon episode, I talked about this. So I, for some reason, forgot that I haven't told you guys about it yet. I got a new little kitten on Monday of last week. I got a little fluffy baby. He is extremely fluffy. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you missed it. Okay, because they were very active in my stories over the weekend, specifically on Friday, Saturday. I um, have a little new baby. He's so tiny. He's teeny, teeny, tiny. His name is Stanley, um, Stanley Tucci. He's very cute. And sometimes we call him Tooch for fun. He's very, very cute. Um, When I first got him, he did have severe diarrhea. Okay. And I've been giving him medicine and he's feeling way better now. He doesn't have diarrhea anymore. Thank God. Um, but we got him in the, you know, cat carrier in the car and we strapped him in and he shit all over. Okay. So there was a kitten rolling around pretty much in the backseat of a car in, uh, in his own duty, but honestly relatable. Cause sometimes I feel like that. Um, other than that, it's, it's been fine. I gave him his little medicine. He gets his little medicine and a little syringe. He has a tiny mouth. He hates me when I give it to him. He gets very mad. Um, but Robert and him got along great. I was so nervous about introducing the two because I was reading all of these, you know, I like to prepare for everything. And I was reading all these blogs and people were saying like, you have to keep them separate for a week and then you introduce them and then they might hate each other and blah, blah, blah. When I tell you that first night I kept them separate, but After that, I just knew that Stanley and Robert were going to be best friends for life. I could just tell Robert was so excited to have another animal in the house. Um, Stanley is just the most fearless little cat I've ever seen in my life. This man was not scared when he came into my house. He wasn't hiding. He wasn't like scurrying away from me. He was just completely comfortable and so lovable and so loving. Um, And they boop each other on the head, which is very cute. Uh, by the way, my cat, Robert is he's, I would classify him as morbidly obese. Okay. He's very large and in charge. And I like that about him. And it's not so much his body as it is his fur. His fur is getting out of control. Cause he's a Maine coon. You guys know that I, you know, had inquired last week. If you, if you know any way to get duty out of his butt, again, I'm talking about shit two minutes into this podcast, but I had said to you guys, this, this man has too much hair, if you know what I'm saying. But, um, yeah, Robert's gotten really big. And I think I didn't even realize how big he was until I got this kitten and I see them next to each other. And I'm just like, wow, Robert could straight up eat Stanley, but they love each other so much. And Robert cleans him. And it just makes me like wish that I could give birth to cats. And I know that sounds crazy, but I wish I could give birth to cats. And dogs and any really uh, any fuzzy critter, 
would love to have that. Um, but other than that, it's, it's been good. It's been, it's been really good. I, I walked into my house this morning. My friend's been staying with me. Um, and I walked into my house. I went and got us coffee because my water is not on today. Um, and I said, Oh, what a cute little life I have with my little fuzzy, fuzzy boy. So I'm so grateful for them. And again, shout out to Hannah, who is a secret keeper that was listening to the podcast and totally hooked me up with, with all my cute little kitty cats. Uh, she works at Providence animal center in media, Pennsylvania. So if you guys are looking, if you're in that area and you're looking to adopt, you can check them out. They have dogs and stuff too. So, um, shout out to them. Shout out to Hannah. That's my girl. She, she kept an eye out for a fuzzy little fluff ball. And that's a fact. And she knew this personality would go great with my baby. Robert, Robert's a little scaredy cat, but he's, he's still fun and playful. Anywho, enough about me and my boyfriends. Um, you know, let, let's get into this other, this other wacky stuff. Trying to think if there's anything else that um, I wanted to tell you guys about. I'm sure it'll pop up into my head. I get confused with what I say on Wednesdays on the um, exclusive podcast on the Patreon and then what I say on Mondays. But anywho, so let's get right into it. The weirdest thing is this guy who, uh, what is his name? Let me, let me check it out. His name is Jensen. I mean, at that point, Jensen Carp. Yeah. This man found shrimp tails in his um, cereal which is hilarious. So he, he, he bought cereal at gosh darn Costco. Okay. And, and before I say anything else, I want you guys to understand that this man is married to Danielle Fischel, AKA Topanga from Boy Meets World. So I'm going to give you a moment of silence. I'm gonna let that sink in. Okay. Very strange things happening in this world. Um, so he opens up, I guess, a box of, uh, it was cinnamon toast crunch. And he realizes that there's shrimp tails covered in sugar as the cereal is inside the bag. And he tweets at cinnamon toast crunch, like, um, hello, there's, you know, eaten there's shrimp tails in this bag of cereal. And they, you know, typical major conglomerate corporation vibes. They said, Oh, that's just clusters of sugar. Okay. And this man said, no, this is actually tales of a shrimp that somehow managed to, to wiggle and swim its way into my cereal box. And then he showed his other cereal box. I guess he got a family pack or maybe they just bought all the boxes from Costco. I'm not really sure. But the other one had other stuff in it, had like dental floss in it. So to me, there's obviously a, a packaging issue. I don't know if it's at the Frosted Flakes uh, at the freaking Cinnamon Toast Crunch Factory or if it's at the gosh darn Costco. But there were in fact shrimp tails in this man's bag of cereal, which is wild. And there was also like black, like other things. But to me, the shrimp tails really stole the show even more so than the dental floss. Uh, I don't know what I would do if I were to, you know, be enjoying a, a, a box of cereal, enjoying a bowl of cereal rather. And I noticed that there is some, there's some fish in there. I can't think of a worse combination, but Hey, weird shit is happening and they denied it. And then, and now, you know, they're, they're doing this whole investigation on the damn shrimp. Oh, we're going to send this over to the lab. Okay. Well, when you send it over to the lab and it's clearly shrimp, which it is, we, we don't care about if, if it's shrimp or not at this point, we don't care. We want to know how the shrimp got its way, made its way into my, into my sugary cereal at that point. You know what I'm saying? It just seems very strange. So to me, it seems like 
but if the bag see that that's what oh god i wish i had conspiracy theory music because i would love to play a conspiracy theory song do do what how was the bag sealed if this was not an issue from the cinnamon toast crunch factory bagging facility or whatever it is because it can't be a costco issue because the bag was sealed and the dental floss in the other bag of cereal was also sealed so something's going on. And they said, we can assure you that this, this did not happen um, at our facility. And it's like, well, bitch, it seems like it did. So we want answers. Okay. And I, you guys know, I love cereal in it and I don't enjoy things that taint my love for things. This is like, really, I, I can't catch a break here anymore, but I thought that was pretty crazy. And then this article pops up and it says he went viral over claims of shrimp in his cereal and then things got dark fast. So this is a, an article that just popped up from the daily beast that is with that guy, Jensen Carp, AKA Danielle Fischel, AKA Topanga's husband, um, the shrimp guy, we'll call him. And apparently he's of course got some allegations against him. Um, because that is just, that is just what happens. Um, but his ex-girlfriends came out and said some pretty disturbing claims, which I feel like I'm believing because there was also a lot of them that came out and said it, the handful of women, and then a handful of other people that used to work with him. I guess he works at some type of a gallery and they're saying he's a gaslighter. He's a liar. He's lied right to my face. So they're saying now that it's, and he's a selfish narcissist. They say, um, he's a fame hungry, ego driven uncollaborative, selfish narcissist. So, Hey, you know, none of those things are positive. So now there's these conspiracy theories leading to, you know, maybe this guy made this whole shit up, which is very obscure. If this guy made up having shrimp tails in his cereal, it's like, at, at that point, you're a fucking loser. You know what I'm saying? You, you seem to be a loser in general because all of your ex-girlfriends have come out and said that you're the worst. Um, but if you're going to lie about that, you should be locked away at that point. Because what? Why would that? Why would you do that? But it did seem the, the shrimp tails itself did seem real to me because they were covered in sugar. So what do you think? I mean, unless this guy covered them in sugar, which I mean, you want to know what people have done weirder shit to get popular, but his wife is fam a famous person. So it's like, wouldn't you just be cool with like your life? You would have to reach like that. Um, but I don't know, man, I believe the shrimp thing. And I also believe that his ex-girlfriends say that he's a piece of shit. So things are not looking good over there in the official household or the carp household, whatever, whatever his name is. But also it says that he's a comedian. And I really do feel like we use that word a little too, uh, it's a, it's a broad stroke. Uh, what else happened? So Kylie Jenner, this, you know, this whole thing went viral last week, Kylie Jenner, um, I'm going to try and sum this up as quick as possible. She had posted on her Instagram story that a makeup artist that she knew and was friendly with, uh, had gotten into a bad accident and they, and she posted the GoFundMe link. She said, I donated. If you find it in your heart to donate, please do so. Um, and then she posted the GoFundMe link and people are in an uproar because they were saying, oh, Kylie Jenner only donated $5,000 to her makeup artist who needs this, you know, money for medical bills. And 
what, what really happened was the goal was 10. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me get my numbers straight before I, before I say this, the goal was like $11,000 and they had already raised 6,000. So Kylie paid the rest before she even posted this on her Instagram story. She paid $5,000 to, to reach their goal so that they would reach their goal. Um, and then after she posted it, they started getting so many donations that the family then expanded the goal for the GoFundMe to $120,000 or whatever. And they were making the goal a little bit more, more and more and more when they saw how much donations they were getting. Cause she just blasted this GoFundMe out to 22 million people that are, you know, nice and, and impressionable maybe, and want to help Kylie out and whatever. So of course, people later on had seen like, oh, she only gave 5,000 and this girl's literally a billionaire. And this, the goal of this is a hundred thousand plus or whatever. So to me, it was, it's pretty messed up on both sides. Number one, I don't, it, I don't believe in charity shaming. I think that it's so insane for anyone, even though, even though, listen, this girl's a billionaire, I a hundred percent understand where you're coming from. I don't think that it's fair for anyone to point a finger and say, you should have given X amount of dollars because at the end of the day, if it matters that much to you, you should give that much. And as unfair as it is for me to say that to you, you shouldn't be saying that to me, or you shouldn't be saying that to Kylie, vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So I don't believe in charity shaming. I feel like people donate to charity. Um, I like to believe that they do it out of the kindness of their own heart. I think a lot of times in this day and age, uh, people donate to charity to get, you know, some type of attention or to show that they've donated, um, in whatever way. So it depends on where your heart's at. I personally donate to things and I don't tell anybody. The only time I've ever told anyone how much I've donated to something is when I've done it actually in the name of secret keepers club. So, I always donate anonymously, no matter what I'm doing, unless I have done it for Secret Keepers Club. And I'll put in Secret Keepers Club as the name on whatever donation I'm making. And I believe I, I did that. You know, I've done that a few times, but I had posted about it one time when I had donated to Chris Red's. Uh, Chris Red, you know him, you love him. He's a really funny guy, great comedian. He's on Saturday Night Live. He had started an organization last year and I donated in the name of Secret Keepers Club to, and I showed you guys to spread the word. So anywho, I don't know why I'm talking so much about fucking charities. I'm really trying to talk about Kylie Jenner. Um, so I think that there's a lot of fucked up it's messy. It's a messy situation. Number one, Kylie, you didn't have to tell anybody you donated. You could have just done that and let it go. I understand she was trying to help and she did help essentially, but I think you kind of knew what people were going to see. People were going to see that you donated $5,000 when you have a billion. Um, and you are, you are asking your fans to donate too. So I understand what, where the, where the, you know, people being like, oh, fuck her came from. Right. Um, but I feel bad for her. Cause she had to make a statement being like, by the way, I, you know, was just trying to help out and they changed the goal of this. And I just, I gave them exactly as much as it was for them to reach their goal. And then they changed it and I wish them nothing but the best and blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't at this point. Right. But 
I don't know. I just kind of feel like we need to stop shaming people for how much they donate to charities. But also at the end of the day, I will probably... I have such mixed feelings about this because I'm kind of like, I don't believe really that the Kardashians are out here being philanthropic in any way. Um, I think that they are what they are. You know, I know that people who are really rich donate to, to, to charities because I'm pretty sure it gives them a, a bit of a break with taxes. Um, you know, you could write that off if, if you're donating to charities, but I don't know if they're, you know, volunteering and, and, you know, as philanthropic as they make themselves sound. And I wouldn't be surprised if I heard that, but I don't know. And also I kind of, I hate to say this, but also the family is also in the wrong for not just saying, thank you so much. We appreciate it. You could have still gotten the donations without changing the goal, um, because GoFundMe will allow you to, you know, get more donations than what your goal is. So I feel like they should have, they could have been a little bit, um, you know, cl like classier about it. And I don't mean to, you know, say anything about this, this person's family. I don't know them, but, um, that's just kind of how I feel. And I'm sorry. I just got a text message about my sink being broken, but it seems everyone in my, in my building sink is broken. Anywho. Um, so that's that that's the Kylie Jenner scenario. If you guys have heard about it or whatever, I do think that she was trying to do something good for somebody that she knows, but I also think you can do good things and not say anything about it. Um, but anywho, the last thing that I want to talk to you guys about in celebrity news is this YouTuber, David Dobrik, who, by the way, I thought was about 37 years old. This kid is 24. Uh, he's a really famous YouTuber who know, like, I, I don't really know exactly what he does because that's totally not my age group of his, his demographic is like young kids. Right. But he's one of these YouTubers. What the fuck is that? Um, okay. Literally what's happening to my sink. Jesus Christ. You know what? You want to live in an old building? This is what you got to deal with, I guess. But anywho, I'm going to talk over this actual frightening gurgling that's going on in my, in my sink right now. Um, I, this guy does like pranks, right? He's like a prankster. He's one of these YouTubers that has millions and millions of dollars. This guy probably makes, I'm just pulling this out of my ass, but he makes... I would say over 10 million, maybe even $20 million a year from doing fucking pranks to his friends. And they have this incredibly cringy group called the vlog squad where they play pranks on each other and they do vlogs and they like whatever. So he has some, uh, things that he's having to deal with, which he's one of these people that never really discusses when he's in the news for a negative, in any negative way. Um, but he, it's pretty crazy the backlash that he's gotten for many reasons. Number one, his friend that was in the quote unquote vlog squad um, uh, assaulted a, a woman and they, it was one of the times that they were recording. Um, it was his friend that had gone in the room with this girl and she was uh, apparently like really, really drunk. She did. She wasn't able to consent to what 
was happening and they kind of all made a big joke about it. So at the end of the vlog, it was a situation where they were all kind of laughing like, oh, haha, we're all going to go to jail. And it's really fucked up to see, you know, especially now looking back on it, I think that people are kind of realizing that this guy was enabling these things and almost encouraging them and making light of a serious situation. So this girl has come out saying that she was sexually assaulted. He was there. Somebody could have stepped in. They all knew she was drunk. She was an 18 year old girl. Um, and he, I mean, this kid has been trying to apologize, but he has missed the mark every single time and kind of at first breezed over it. And then when shit hits the fan, really, you know, they do what they do, which is cry and make a YouTube video crying and saying, I never realized how serious this was before. And now I'm learning and I need to take time to myself to grow and blah, blah, blah. We've all heard it too many times before. It's pretty much the script of a rich person that their livelihood is the internet and the internet now is turning against them. Right. So he made this video saying he wants to do a lot of self-reflection and self-worth because, you know, and, and self-work because he, uh, essentially realizes now that this was wrong. And, and by the way, he didn't realize it was wrong until shit hit the fan. So I don't really, I'm not really believing it. I think when people start seeing their bank, their, their money changing, um, that's when they really feel the need to apologize. And that's just the way that it's always gone with these types of like influencers and these YouTubers. Um, when it hurts your pocket, you, you, you start to feel sorry, but I don't know if you really even feel sorry for the victim. I think the fact that he breezed over it in the first place shows that really he didn't have that much remorse, um, for this, for this young girl. And, um, you know, he lost a lot of sponsorships. He's losing a lot of money and YouTube has demonetized him, which means that, uh, he's not making any ad ad money from his YouTube videos, which, Hey, you know, there's power in the people. This is all proof that there's power in the people. And, and if this guy was, um, you know, involved in some shady shit, it's crazy to see it happen. It's crazy to see it happen to people. I, I remember feeling this way when that kid, uh, wh which one is it? Luke Paul. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to age myself here. Logan Paul and his brother. What's his brother's name? I don't know. I don't know his brother's name, but he looks like a Greg fucking Greg or Chris Paul or some shit. They had gotten into trouble. They were doing, you know, some things. And I remember being like, wow, I never thought the internet would turn on this guy because he was like YouTube sweetheart. And these kids are their kids and they're making all this money and they think they're invincible. And, you know, there's a lot of, lot of things going on, but I thought it was pretty crazy that YouTube actually demonetized this kid. And, and Hey, it it's, it is what it is, but he says he hasn't been friends with this guy. Um, for a long time. So that's pretty interesting to me too. Because I think I, in two, 2018 or 2019, he apparently realized that this guy was a bad guy. Um, and I forget the person's name right now because I don't have it in front of me. But who, who, who knows? I just thought that was, that was interesting. And that's you guys are pretty much all caught up on the things that I've focused on in the past week. But let's get into some of your listener emails that you have sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Um, 
let's get right into it. By the way, thank you guys that have responded in ter- uh, in regards to Robert's dingleberries. I appreciate it. I feel like we're all very close friends and you have been very, very helpful um, because you boy, you boy. Okay, so Robert's tail is literally a feather duster. Um, so it picks up, it's always got like fuzz in it and stuff too, which I think is very cute. I don't want to trim. So some people had said trim the hair on his tail. I'm trying to salvage the hair on his tail. I just don't want to be fucking cutting it and cleaning it up, you know, so much, but we'll see how it goes. But right now he's been fine. He's been fine all week. Knock on wood. And little Stanley, little Stanley is such a little baby. I'm looking at him right now. And he's looking at me. Do you love me or do you hate me? Answer me your cat. Do you understand? It's so cute that you're a cat, buddy. Little tooch. Toochie boochie. Okay, enough. I can't even look at these kids anymore because they're just too cute. Anywho, let's get into it. So this one says, uh, uh, well, actually one of the emojis isn't working, but let's just read the email. So it says, hello, Charming Carly. Ooh, Charming Carly. Isn't that a store? Charming Charlie's. Uh, first off, I've absolutely loved you since your girl code days and congrats on becoming a fellow new parent. Oh, thank you so much. Pics attached of my puppies. Well, now to my dilemma for reference, I'm 25. I started seeing this guy I knew in since high school, but kind of drifted from him in January of 2020. It was totally unexpected. What was supposed to be a three friend hang had turned into just the two of us when a girlfriend of mine had gotten sick. It started as just drinks and catching up and turned into us heading into the city for a late night comedy show. Interesting. Um, Wish it had been your show. Well, the night progressed and we got comfier. We began to hold hands and he put his arm around me. Being that I'm a very physically affectionate person, this was awesome. We left the club around 2 a.m. and we were waiting for the train. It happened. He kissed me and it turned into an epic makeout. I ended up missing three trains. Girl, you missed three trains? I'm sorry, ma'am. You missed three trains. Those trains don't come like the subway one after another. This is like a half hour in between. Okay. So if you were making out in Penn station for three trains worth of time, you, you have COVID at that point. Um, anywho, he pulled me out of the station and we ended up at his house. We continued seeing each other since, since, uh, once or twice a week doing cool activities, eating, and of course, banging for about a month. He then sent me a text saying he was quote unquote drunk and had to be honest. The truth being that he wasn't looking for a girlfriend and he didn't want to hurt me. Oh, complete bullshit excuse. I know, but Hey, like I said, he eggplant emoji. Okay. So I think that means that, you know, she was, they were banging. And in other words, she was getting dicked down. Okay. And, And I'm saying that as a, as an official secret keepers club term. Uh, well, we carried on and then the quarantine happened. We talked for a while uh, here and there, but that phased out come this January, he became, we began talking again and eventually had another three friend hang. I worked up the courage to drunkenly kiss him in secret and then got way too drunk, like bad drunk. So that my girlfriend had to take care of me Mm, Been there, sister. Uh, obviously nothing more progressed that night, but we did pick up again on the banging. I had also convinced him on coming to PA with a small group of my friends to get away. And he agreed. Well, come that day before we leave, we all get a COVID test and he comes out positive. Oh boy. And he provided me with a doctor's note as proof because I didn't believe him. Yeah. It sucked for him, but I'm also now the only single friend going trust 
your girl still had fun, but it did suck. He made it up to me post-quarantine with a trip to the spa, body scrubs, massages, private jacuzzi. Your girl was living it up. Um, first of all, sounds like pretty woman, girl. That's like very, very luxurious. That's like goals. Well, out of all the times we banged, I reached my peak not once. I did talk to him about it and he has tried to help me more, but it hasn't happened. For me personally, it's a bit harder. I can't, I can honestly, honestly say it's really only happened once. Okay. Twice with my high school crush who I got to bang after high school, let's call him. And I don't know the emoji because my computer is from 1942. Uh, well, I could have kept seeing him, especially since I got with him a few months before the eggplant guy arrived, but here's the catch. He's a dad. I knew that he became a dad to two kids in high school. Yes, two kids in high school, but as felt as selfish as it seems, I didn't want to be involved with some with kids. After our one date, we talked for a bit and I eventually ended it. Come to present day, he recently reached out to me and wants to try again. I just hate to drag him along. What would you do? Any words of wisdom? Sorry for the novel, but I still appreciate you and this podcast. Thanks for this beautiful community. Okay. 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 Girl. Okay. So if you're going to lead this guy on, I don't think that you should do it. I think that you can be completely open and honest about what you want. If you're trying to, you know, bang this guy, you go and bang him. But I think that you need to be completely upfront and open in the beginning because it seems like he likes you. And I'm talking about the dad guy. Um, I, I'm talking about the guy that's a dad. You can bang this guy. Make sure you got your IUD in check, right? Make sure you're on birth control because his sperm is kicking if he had two kids in high school. But who cares? Who cares? Have fun with them. But make sure that you're both on the same page and that he's not thinking that you guys are dating and you're just trying to hook up with him and blah, blah, blah. Um, especially because you had good sex with that guy. So to me, if you want to do it, you can do it. But just make sure his feelings aren't going to get hurt in the process because who that's not really worth it. Although eggplant boy, the original boy we were talking about here where he got he got freaking COVID and then he took you to the spa. If he's not doing it for you, he's not doing it for you. Oh, my God, Stanley, are you eating my shoe? OK, oh, that's cute. But. Uh, I would probably if if the guy from high school with the two kids likes you in that way, like more than, more than just a friend with benefits kind of situation. I would say you could find somebody else. You should probably find somebody else uh, because you don't want to hurt him, you know, especially since you guys have known each other for a long time. And on to the next one, this one says, was I a sketchball? Carl and Sir Robbie, you both should have a sitcom with that title. I will explain the scenario and then ask my questions. My boyfriend and I have been dating for two and a half years. We met through mutual friends who organized a, a long weekend trip. We really hit it off on the trip, a.k.a. I gave him a BJ and a hammock. Oh, my God. You gave him. Wait a minute. 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 You gave him a BJ and a hammock, sister. How's that even happen? How tiny are you? What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. First of all, I've never comfortably even laid in a hammock. And, and anytime I see somebody laying in a hammock, I go, okay, this is just for the picture, right? You're just trying to take a picture of you relaxing in a hammock. There's no way that hammocks are comfortable. Girl, I can't comfortably get into a hammock alone, solo. So I can't imagine then having to do perform, and it is a performance, perform a BJ 
while on such risky on uh, on such a flighty thing it's like being on a magic carpet at that point okay so you you are an acrobat she's an acrobat she's a dancer she is flying to and fro like pink does at her concerts okay Wow. Um, so gave him a BJ on a hammock and we banged in a twin bunk bed. Okay. Camp vibes, camp vibes. After the trip, we stayed in contact via texting slash FaceTime, but we couldn't see one another in person again for about a month due to traveling and schedules. Um, when things between us started, I was newly single and having fun with it. I, it was a summer of sending naughty snaps to fuckboys and entertaining a friend with benefit situation. As we continued talking, I was 100% into him, but I had been burned in the past by emotionally masturbating a situation like this too soon. <laughs> okay, I never heard it said like that, but I, I get what you're saying. Our schedules finally aligned and a week before he visited me, I met up with a guy I used to hang out with. The meetup was casual, slightly flirty, but mainly friendly. Nothing happened. At the time, I texted my now boyfriend that I was meeting up with a quote unquote friend. In my mind, providing details that I was used to, uh, that I used to have a thing with this guy would be weird and unnecessary. Flash forward to present day, my boyfriend and I are having a conversation and he somehow puts two and two together that the quote unquote friend that I met up with years ago was somebody that I used to talk to. When he realized this, he said I was sketchy and he seemed genuinely hurt. He got over it, but sometimes he still makes jokes about it. It, it is important to note that after the weekend, my boyfriend came to visit, I decided I wanted to take things more seriously and shut it down in regards to my single life. No man besides my boyfriend has seen my nips on snap since July, 2018. Okay. You're going strong. Uh, my questions, number one, was I being sketchy? Number two, unless directly asked, do I have to disclose the fact that I banged one of my guy friends? Um, this isn't the guy I went to lunch with, but my friends with benefits that I mentioned before, I know I need to wrap this up, but I would like to end on a random idea I have for our cult, the secret keepers club post panty. We do a secret keepers club convention. You know, we be in a cool city in a hotel ballroom and all hang out we would have organized weekend events such as thrifting eating croissants and kissing each other on the lips <laughs> i'm very serious about this so secret keepers club event planners make my dream come true girl i would love to be in a hotel ballroom with you guys at a freaking sheridan okay at a Sheridan, at a Holiday Inn Express, at a regular Holiday Inn, at a freaking, um, what's the other one? Oh, what's the one that they give you the warm cookies when you get, when you walk in the door, a double tree? Girl, I've stayed at so many Hampton Inn. Hello. Hampton Inn, they give you water in a water pitcher. They have like water pitchers that have um, lemons in them. So you know that that's next level shit. Okay. You know that we're elevating our lifestyle. If we're drinking water from a big water tank with, um, lemons and, and ice in that. And even if you want to get sexy, let's throw a strawberry or two in there as well. And maybe even a cucumber. Okay. So I would love to have it, some type of an event with secret keepers club. And it would be fun to go thrifting with you guys. I love a flea market. You know me, I love a thrift store. So, okay, here's the thing. You weren't being shady. I think your boyfriend's being a little dramatic about this. And that's just my personal opinion. Why would, why would you have told him that you were seeing a guy that you used to hook up with, or you have hooked up with at one point in your life? To me, the, that information is unnecessary to share with your person because anything that happened before him was before him. And it's really not his business. So to me, unless a guy asked me specifically I really don't want to talk about those things because it just doesn't matter. Um, 
if I have feelings for somebody else, if I'm, you know, hanging out with somebody else and I'm considering dating them, then of course you got to give somebody else that you're seeing the heads up of like, Oh, by the way, I've been talking to this guy and he's back in town or whatever. Um, but to me, hell fucking no is not your business. What I've been doing, what I've been up to, what I did before you, what I'm going to do after you, not none of your, that's not belong. That does not belong in your brain. That information does not belong in your brain. That's exclusively me and my best friend and everybody that listens to this podcast. <laughs> the, all my close people, you know, everyone that listens to the podcast are my friends, but my BFF. So I absolutely don't, don't, um, think that you were being sketchy. I think that you were being normal. And to me, why, why the fuck would he care if you hooked up with one of your friends? It's like, people don't realize. And, you know, I've noticed this just over the years. Cause I think when I was younger, I used to get like pretty upset if I felt, you know, like uh, somebody that I was dating was close with their ex or was, you know, kept in touch with people or was texting back and forth. I couldn't give any less of a shit at this point, at this point, especially with the men that I've dated. Listen, if you want to take them, please, can you please take them? Cause I don't need this shit. Okay. I'm all set. You listen to him complain about how his arm hurts. You know what I'm saying? You deal with that. I don't care. Okay. If you guys want to be friends, be friends. I, it doesn't matter to me at all because it's like, you don't see this sometimes when you're like caught up in it and when something's kind of winding you up, but nobody wants to fuck your boyfriend. Nobody wants to fuck your girlfriend. Okay. Nobody's They might, some people might want to, but nobody's gonna, who cares? And if they do, okay, cool. You deal with that. You deal with that three minutes. <laughs> See if I care. Oh boy, I dare you. I dare you. If I'm dating a guy, I dare you to hook up with him because you're going to be like, why'd I do that? You know? <laughs> uh, and that's not a threat. That's just me saying you, it's going to seem more exciting than it actually is. Anyhow, maybe that's just my personal experience. I don't know. But no, you were not being sketchy. And yes, I do want to have a Secret Keepers Club convention. But then I would feel very much like it actually is a cult, like some Gary V shit or some, who's that other guy that charges people like $14,000 to go listen to him talk. And he's just like, if you want it, go do it. If you want to start a business, go start a business. And it's like, all right, well, you took $14,000 from these people. They could have started a business, but you put them in debt. <laughs> but he's smart. He's manipulative. He tries to make it seem like they're making an investment in themselves. So they are the business. You know, the spiel. God, I dated a guy that was obsessed with him. And I was like, oh, this is not going to last very fucking long because I'm not trying to get preached to every day. So next, next email here, pregs and a bridesmaid. Ooh. Okay. Hey, Carly kiss you right on the lips. Kiss you too, girl. I'm going to get right into it. I'm pregnant. And one of my best friend's wedding is in a month. My fiance and I are flying from California to Massachusetts for the wedding. I don't want to tell anybody I'm pregnant a, because it's her wedding. And I don't want to take any attention away from the bride. She was kind of pissed at her bachelorette party. Um, when I told her other friends, I was trying to naturally came up uh, when I was, uh, I'm sorry, let me start that over. She was pissed at her bachelorette party when I told my other friends I was trying 
meaning to get pregnant when it came up naturally in convo, which I felt really bad about and B it's too early to really tell people anyways. So my real question is how do I fake drink? How do I fake drink or maneuver around drinks while bridesmaids are getting ready? If I decline, folks will know what's up and I don't want to make her feel slighted. What should a baby mama do? Ooh, okay. First of all, congratulations on having a baby and being pregnant. This is so exciting. I think that, um, you can't deny a drink because then everybody's going to know. Um, that's actually how I think I realized that Ricky's wife, Julie was, was pregnant. We had gone out to dinner and usually we would have like wine and she was like, Oh no, I'm all good. And in my head, I was like, I think she's pregnant. And then she told me she was pregnant like that same night, like during the meal. Um, so yeah, that's like a surefire sign. If you're somebody that normally will like drink with your girls, somebody's going to catch on to it. And you're right. I think that it's nice of you and it's very considerate of you to save that information until after too early to tell people anyways. So what I think you could do is have it, just hold the drink, hold the drink. And if you have to mime and not actually down any of the champagne or wine or whatever you guys are doing, um, just don't open your mouth, pretend that you're drinking it. And then, you know, you could do the move where you pick up a drink you put it down on over there and then, oh, where's my drink? I got another drink. So pretty much you're going to be wasting several glasses of champagne throughout the night, but I think you can pull it off and please do let us know how that goes. Um, you know, just put it up to your lips, but don't actually open your mouth and don't drink it. Like don't down it and then put it down and then get, maybe get another one, maybe pick up another one, maybe pretend that that, that maybe hold the same one, but pretend it's your second or third. Wow. You're going to really have to hone in on your acting skills for this. I'm putting you to work. Uh, okay. This one is called Meredith gray looking for her McDreamy fuck, Mary kill included. Hi, Carly, Robert and Robert's new sibling. Oh, Stanley. Somebody said hi to you with your little fuzzy fucking head and your little ears popping out. Uh, I love the pot and I've been a huge fan since girl code because you're right on the lips. Once the pandemic is over, uh, thank you guys so much. You guys know, I, I, I say this every episode, but I really do appreciate you. And, and it's, and it's so fun for me as well. Uh, so I've been dating, I've been on the dating apps for what seems like forever. And I'm absolutely having zero luck. I'm currently in my second year of medical school. So I don't have the time or the energy for the bullshit conversations that last like two days and then don't go anywhere. On one hand, I feel like with the pandemic and the fact that I recently moved into an apartment by myself, I've been feeling a little lonely. seems like all my friends have boyfriends and I'm always the odd one out when we all hang out. Don't get me wrong. I love most of their boyfriends. Um, and I don't mind hanging out with them at all. On the other hand, I'm super busy with school and I have a huge board exam coming up during the summer. So I don't know if I even really have time to be exploring slash starting a relationship right now. I'm just not sure if I should even bother to stay on the apps and just see where, or just see where the wind blows me. Any advice would be amazing. Thank you. Um, I think that you're in a tough spot, right? Because not only is a pandemic going on, we're going to even push that to the side. Um, but that even though that's a huge factor in it, you are really busy with school and work and all of this. And then you're on the apps and it's hard to meet people on apps. And, you know, it's, it's definitely not easy. Um, uh, it seems like a lot of time invested in chatting and not that much time invested in actually meeting up and hanging out and seeing where something can go. Um, it's so hard, right? Because I kind of want to tell you to stay on the apps, but just don't have that be your main focus, which I don't think I even have to tell you because you seem like very, you know, like, uh, 
invested in your work, which you should be in your schooling as you should be. So I think that you could stay on the apps and do it just kind of fun, like as a fun game. And if somebody pops up, then they pop up. But other than that, I think I would just stick to working on yourself because like you said, you don't even have the time really to invest in a relationship right now. Um, but I do feel if you did say you're on an app or you're at work or you're at school or something and you bump into somebody, you meet somebody that's really special, you can always make time for that person. So I don't want you to tell you like, just give up on dating in general right now, because I do feel like if somebody fits perfectly into your life, then they're, then your life doesn't get any harder by dating them. And it ends up being like a nice little break, you know, um, someone that you could look forward to seeing, even if you just see each other once a week or whatever. So maybe just, you know, don't take the apps too seriously, but just keep it, keep an eye out, keep an eye out. If you see a little cutie, um, you know, to see a little cutie with a picture of him holding a freaking dog or something, you know how guys are. Uh, and I'm, and I'm sorry that I think that, um, the pandemic happening and you living alone. I understand what you're saying. I feel bad that you're saying you feel a little bit lonely. I, I totally understand where you're coming from with that. It's like a mix of loneliness and boredom. I feel like I'm more bored than anything. Cause I girl, I never feel lonely. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think I'm crazy, but I just love being, I love being alone. Um, so I don't really feel lonely, but I, I feel bored and I feel like, Oh God, like you just kind of sometimes want somebody to hang out with. So I guess that is a form of loneliness. But yeah, keep keep an eye out, but don't invest too much into it. I think that you're focusing on yourself right now, which is something you should never apologize for and you should never, ever, ever feel bad about. Um, but the right person will come along for you. Okay, this one says, my dreams are really saying, bitch, you thought... Fuck, Mary kill included. Okay, let's see. Hi, Carly. Love the, the pod and say hi to Robert for me. I need your help bad. I have been with my boyfriend for about eight months. He's great and we know everything about each other. This has been a quarantine relationship. So we've gotten to know each other really well and we, we only hang out with each other. For the last two nights, I've laid my head on the pillow thinking that I'm dreaming about sugar plums and all of that shit. But I wake up and my boyfriend's mad at me. I ask him why. And he says that I say a guy's name in my sleep two nights in a row. Huh? I never have been with a more faithful person in my life. I don't even talk to other dudes and the ones uh, than the ones in my small circle of friends. My boyfriend now thinks I'm cheating on him or not into him. But I literally don't know the name of the guy he's saying. What the fuck do I do about my dreams? I don't even remember the people I don't even know. Um, okay. And then she gives a really good fuck, Mary kill. Okay. Listen, sister, you didn't do anything wrong. Your boyfriend's being kind of a baby. I'm sorry, but it's kind of like, it, it, first of all, you're dreaming. <laughs> Listen, you, that can't be held against you. The fact that this man gets pissed at you about stuff that happens in your dreams. Um, it's going to be a no for me on that one. I would just be like, listen, get over it. It's a dream. I'm not cheating on you. I, I mean, the fact that he thinks you're cheating. I feel like I've been like, um, you know, maybe like I've gotten mad at a boyfriend because of a dream that I had about him. And I just can't look at you the same way anymore. But that's not really fair, you know? And also, I don't even believe that you're really saying a guy's name in your sleep. I think he's trying to maybe start problems. That sounds a little fake to me. I don't know why. I don't know how old he is too. So maybe I'm just like, I'm picturing him being young, but I don't know. 
to me, it's like, that's funny. Like you should be in a relationship with a person that can laugh at that. And you guys can laugh about it and not actually, you have to explain yourself for some shit you said in your sleep, you know? Um, all right, let's do one more and then we'll do that. Fuck, Mary kill. So this one says follow up to queen Carly. My friend of 23 years is draining me help. Uh, this says, Hey, queen Carly and Prince Robert. Oh, and then we'll have Prince Stanley Tucci. My babies are sleeping right now. Uh, I hope this email finds you well and fuck boy free. Thank you so much for your advice on the tea party episode back in July. I've decided to distance myself from my friend that's locked up and her family and just focus on me right now. Okay. So wow. July. Okay. We love an update. Uh, your girl is officially off the market and I found a quarantine zaddy. Okay. First of all, sister, your boy has bath mats, cooks, has four towels and cleans the shower with a toothbrush. And he takes care of his 97 year old grandfather full-time while still going to school. Oh my God. The best part is he's turning 30 in June and he has no kids. I won the lottery bitches. Talk nice to me. Wow. That is truly you lucked out, sister. Anywho, here's a story for your segment, shit crap. And by the way, I went to a guy's house the other day and he had four towels. He did have four towels. And I told, I said, how many towels you got in there? And he's like, what? And I was like, how many towels? And he's like, I have four. And I was like, four is good. <laughs> and I'm, as you, as you could imagine, he was very confused and I told him why I feel this way. I told him why it was important for me to ask him that. And he said, do yourself a favor, go open up my bathroom cabinet, see what's in there. And when I opened it up, sisters, it was a glorious concoction of several different things. Okay, we had deodorant, we had witch hazel. Sister, witch hazel? Okay. We love a skincare king. Deodorant, witch hazel. What else was in there? Cologne? What? I'm sorry, you're out here smelling good on a Tuesday? Wow, okay. I see how it is. So listen, I hear you on that on that bathroom. Ooh, we love, we love a fully stocked bathroom. Anywho, let's get to the shit, shit crap and story. Uh, here's a segment for your Here's a story for your segment, Shit Crappens. My boo thing used to drive for Uber and a taxi service on Long Island when he lived in Central Islip. Oh, shout out to Central Islip. That's that's near where I'm from. I got some friends out there. Uh, and one day after a pork feast, your boy had bubbly guts and <laughs> released terrible zoodoo wins accompanied by an oops. That was a close one. For any listeners who do Uber and taxi services, you know that it's not always a free time to use the bathroom. Well, in a state of panic, going from Suffolk to Manhattan, he had to pull up and use a Macy's bag and baby wipes. Uh-huh. We've heard the song before. We've heard the song before. If, if this podcast teaches you guys anything, if, if, if you ever hear anything on this podcast and you say, you know what, I'm going to bottle that up. I'm going to keep that in my heart. And I'm going to take that with me. It is that you need to have a garbage bag in your car in case you have to shit yourself. Okay. And if that's my legacy, when I, when I die, when I pass, then that, then so be it. Okay. And you can put that on my tombstone. If I've taught you anything in this life, it's that you need to have a, a garbage bag in your car and baby wipes. 
So he had this in his car. She says he releases his demons while hugging his ankles in the back seat. Oh, wow. Okay. So he was like bent down. Okay. And he had to throw out the shit bag discreetly while driving back to Long Island. Well, there you have it. I'm keeping bags in my car. See, she knows what's good. Uh, I'm keeping bags in my car just in case of an emergency landing. Love you and all my OG and my newbie listeners. Kiss you right on the lips outside of a Chili's. Ooh. That, yes, that's where we found love in a hopeless place. That song's about making out with a guy at a Chili's. <laughs> I want to make out with someone at a Chili's. Wouldn't Michael Scott say, I feel God in this Chili's tonight? <laughs> oh my God. That is so stinking funny. Um, so let's do this fuck, Mary kill that uh, this little, little, girl sense okay hold on okay there was one that i just saw boop, 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 doot, doot. this is my you already know that that is my um freaking theme song here there was okay okay so the the dream girl the dream girl the girl who's who's you know boyfriend says that she's she's banging someone in her dreams he's mad or he's gonna break up with her uh okay so the fuck mary kill is the guy that goes to bed at 9 p.m., the guy that wakes up to see the sunrise, and the guy with the biggest dick. Okay. He, he, it's almost unfair to ever put the guy with the biggest dick in a fuck, Mary kill, girl. I feel like the answer, the proof is right there. You're marrying the guy with the biggest dick, right? Because that's a marriage. That's a good marriage. That seems like a healthy marriage to me. Okay. You're fucking the guy who goes to bed at 9 p.m. Because at that point, you could have sex around 8 and then just call it a night and you're done. Right? Um, and you're killing the guy who wakes up to see the sunrise. Because listen, if you've seen one sunrise, you've seen them all. And I don't want you and your your morning vibes ruining my sleep and my day and, and waking my cats up and making them run amok in my home in the morning. So listen, I've seen the sunrise. It's good. I'd rather see it set. If I'm being honest, I think it's prettier. Um, but yeah, we're killing the guy who wakes up to see the sunrise. We're yeah, obviously marrying the guy with the biggest dick. And then we're, we're fucking the guy who goes to bed at 9 PM. Cause that's a, that's a decent hour. I feel like. Um, and then there is another fuck, Mary kill that was sent in from the girl who said she's Meredith gray looking for him at dreamy. Uh, cheesecake factory, cheesecake flavors is the fuck, Mary kill red velvet, Oreo and vanilla bean. Okay. So as you guys know, I'm not a fan of actual cheesecake, but I always will get red velvet. If red velvet's on a menu, I will, I will fucking get that. I will purchase that. I will use that. Um, so I'm marrying the red velvet. I'm gonna, I've had the Oreo cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory. I'm not crazy about it. Um, so I'm going to kill the Oreo, which is wild because Oreos are one of my favorite fucking cookies in the world, but Hey, it missed the mark for me. And I, and again, I do feel like I'm perpetuating this thing where it's like, listen, we don't need to add crazy shit to other shit. Like I don't need Oreo in a cheesecake. I'm good with just straight up Oreo. Just give me an Oreo and a glass of milk. Okay. I don't need it to be mixed with other things. You're ruining a bad thing. You're, you're taking something that's not broken and you're trying to fix it and it's not, and it's disrespectful to me. And that's my vibe. 
Um, and then I guess I'm going to, I guess I'm going to fuck vanilla bean, even though that probably would be the worst in bed, right? Vanilla, but it is what it is. I really don't want to fuck the Oreo cheesecake. Cause it just is a little sacrilege to me. It, it wouldn't feel good afterwards. So we're fucking vanilla bean. We're marrying red velvet and we're killing Oreo. And, and if you, if you don't agree with me, then I'm upset, but I understand at the same time. But anywho, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I loved having you here. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. Um, and you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And we will see you next week. Bye.